Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there. Today I want to give you some five simple tips on how to avoid going bankrupt personally in in business and how to avoid that trip to the bankruptcy court, which is not very pleasant, and also perhaps losing your house, losing your assets, losing everything in effect. Now, before I talk about that, I want to talk about um, retailers at the moment. And as as this sort of recession looms and the, the, the furlough scheme comes to an end only next month, uh, we, we see more and more retailers in, in a bit of trouble and, and having a bit of difficulty. And the latest one is the Ann Summers group. Now, Ann Summers, uh, you know, we, we laugh at Ann Summers. It's a sex toy shop and sexy laundry and that sort of thing. But they're actually a very, very successful business who have really legitimized that that sort of CD side of business where there used to be little shops in Soho with guys with you know dirty raincoats going in and buying books and that sort of thing. And they brought it into the high street and, and partly through or largely through someone called Jacqueline Gold. I've met Jacqueline Gold, a nice lady. She does a lot of work for, for charities and helps people. And they, they brought it into the mainstream, into the high street. And of course, they sell a lot of goods and a lot of product through party plan, this old Tupperware party plan where ladies go out to, to people's houses and they organize little parties and, and they give away a few gifts to the to the host and uh, people have a lot of fun. They open a bottle of wine and, you know, they buy products and, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have made their living through this sort of party plan. It's like a part time business. You, you mainly do it in the evenings, of course. Uh, so so it's a very successful company. And Jacqueline has now warned that and unless landlords start to sort of negotiate sensibly that, uh, that they'll have to go into a CVA, a company voluntary arrangement. She actually said that some landlords are, are, are fine, but others are burying their heads in the sand. Indeed, I saw a landlord not far from me. Uh, they've let a, a Debenham stores. You, if you're not in the UK, you wouldn't know Debenhams, but it's a very large store, been around, you know, like donkey's years, maybe since the last century. And uh, they, they are a big department store. And Debenhams wanted to stay in the area, uh, but reduced the rent. And the landlord said no. And astonishingly, they've let Debenhams go. It's a prestige tenant. In fact, in that, that shopping park, it was the best tenant because it, it, it attracted people into the area. I mean, the other one was Marks and Spencers, but Debenhams attracted people into the area. And, and the, the landlord has let them go. I, I just don't believe it. Why they, And now the place is empty. So it's, it, it's crazy. Some landlords just don't seem to get it. Uh, now, now she, she warned that if, if landlords don't, act sensibly on the rents they would simply ask to restructure the rent costs through a company voluntary arrangement a cva which then has the effect of wiping out a lot of its debt and wiping out the lease agreement liability because a lease agreement is a binding agreement it's a liability it's like a noose around your neck especially if you sign it personally i'll I'll talk about that in a second so a, a cva wipes out that uh that liability uh, and and that, that that debt and it's a legally enforceable 
uh, rescue deal that enables limited companies, uh, not not individuals, because an individual would go through an IVA, an individual arrangement, but but enables limited companies to close down unprofitable parts of the business, such as a low-performing store or division, and reduce rents on others, but without going into bankruptcy or liquidation, which would wind up the whole company, and then the whole company goes down and it's all sold off and people lose their jobs and everything's shut down, and then the, the administrators then pay off whatever debts there are and, and the tax man and that sort of thing. So it's, it's a halfway house towards bankruptcy. In America, they call it Chapter 11. Companies like um, you know large airlines, Delta, I believe, and uh, Donald Trump has had several businesses go through Chapter 11 and come out the other end. So she said that uh, Jacqueline Gold said that the landlords need to recognise the change. Ultimately, no retailer can afford to run stores unprofitably, especially with business rates set to return next spring. And the challenge of property costs is going to become more and more pressing than ever. And, and I think she's right. Uh, so she said that a CVA is no idle threat. In my experience, landlords can be very, very ruthless, especially commercial landlords can be really ruthless. And they stamp on smaller tenants like like a giant stamping as I know you're, you're going to pay. And if you don't pay, you're, you're, I'll make you personally bankrupt. And I've seen small business owners being brought to the bankruptcy court over relatively small debts just because of a uh, unpaid rent and a binding lease agreement. In fact, they've said to the, the landlord, can you let me off of this agreement? I, I can't run this business. And the landlord said, no, I'm going to still go after you for the rent. Even if you close the, the business down, the shop down or the office down, I'm still going after you for the rent. Now, they can't really do that so much with the big companies because the big companies have a different structure. First of all, they're, they're a limited company. They're not an individual. So I want to talk about five tips to avoid personally going bankrupt in business. Well, first of all, the obvious one, as I've talked about here, is to, to avoid signing long leases uh, in, in your own name. Uh, avoid signing long leases altogether, I would say, but especially in your own name. A long lease is renting an office, renting a shop or a premises or a factory. Never sign that in your own name. Always do it as a part of a company or a limited company because they will go after you, these landlords. And because it's in your own name, um, you have personal assets. You might have a house. You might have uh, money in the bank. You, you might have other assets, cars and that sort of thing. So the, the landlord knows that if they go after you, and they will, they can seize your goods as part of the settlement. So they can take you to the bankruptcy court and they can force you to, to, to sell your house or, or your, uh, your, your cars or your goods or, or money in the bank in order to pay the, the landlord and, and for them to get their money back. So avoid signing those long leases. Enter into a more flexible agreements. Say, look, I don't want to sign uh, a 10 year lease. I'll, I'll lease it for six months. I'll lease it for a year. And if the landlord says no, just walk away. I've done this on many occasions. I've, I've had offices and I've signed short term agreements or, or with 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 several break clauses uh, because I know what landlords are like. They're greedy buggers. You know, they, they will they will get you like that and, and put your neck in a vice. You know what a vice is and they'll hold you there until they pay the money. They'll keep squeezing the vice tighter and tighter. Also avoid signing personal guarantees. Now, many times if you're taking a lease in, in a limited company, the landlord will say, yes, you can have the, the, the lease in that limited company, but I want a personal guarantee. And most people say, yeah, yeah, OK, I'm fine, because they think, well, I can always pay it. There's, there's no problem. But then there might come a time when the business can't pay that 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 rent. And then 
then you've signed the personal guarantee. They want you to pay it personally. And, you know, at the time when you're signing it, business is great. You know, you've got, you know, a, a, a rental agreement for a thousand or two thousand pounds a month, five thousand pounds might not seem a lot. But when the income stops coming in and, you know, everything is all bets are off, the, the, the business is, is not performing as it has in this this COVID-19 lockdown, then that can seem like a lot of money. It can eat into your savings and, and literally wipe you out. So so don't sign personal guarantees. Just say no. Say, no, I don't want to sign a personal guarantee. I can't. I, I can't I, I've been asked to sign personal guarantees and I've always avoided them because I've seen people being made bankrupt literally because of a personal guarantee. They had a big company in a limited company, but because they signed a personal guarantee for a loan, they were made personally bankrupt. So don't do it. Uh, and then limit your personal liabilities and debts. Limit liabilities like a lease or any form of liability means uh, something you'd have to pay, a loan, uh, a lease agreement, like for a, for a photocopier or all these things. Just limit those liabilities. Get a secondhand photocopier. Get a secondhand car. Don't keep taking out uh, long leases and uh, car finance. And just avoid those those debts. And obviously personal debts like credit card debts at 19, 20%, 30%. It's, it's absolutely crazy to take out those personal debts. If you're in debt already, try and pay them off. Try and get rid of those liabilities. So that's the third tip. Number four is incorporate your business. Never operate as a sole trader or a partnership. Always have a limited company with limited liability. If you don't know what that means, that's, an, that's another course altogether. But it basically is like a wrapper around your business and you're only limited by the, the, the assets in that company. You have no personal liability for that company's debts. The company becomes a separate entity from you as a person. And, you know, obviously go and see your accountant about this. This is the other, obviously take advice when you're setting up a business. But many people go into business as a sole trader or they get together with a friend and say, let's be a partnership. That's the worst thing you can do. Uh, always have a limited company and then you can split the shares. But partnerships are even worse than uh, sole traders because you, you can be liable for their problems and their liabilities as well. So just avoid those. Uh, there's something called joint and several liability in a partnership. Just don't do it. I've seen many people running usually things like builders, roofers, contractors. They, they run their business as, as John Smith on their own, John Smith sole trader. And, you know, it's not only the debts that they could be liable for, but if they, they mess up on, on a job, they can be sued for tens of thousands of pounds. If they injure somebody, an employee might sue them. All these things can happen. And if you're a sole trader, they'll go after you personally and they'll grab your neck and take everything from you, your house, your cars, everything. So always, I've seen even financial advisors running their business as a, as a sole trade. And I said, why are you running as a sole trade? Said, oh, we've got liability insurance. Yeah, but what if it doesn't cover you? What if the, the insurers say, well, sorry, you, you're not covered because you didn't tick that, that box. Or you didn't send the right letter or you've lost the case. You know, they might just pull out. Insurance companies don't like paying out, right? They like to find excuses not to pay out. And I was in insurance business for 25 years. So I know. Uh, so and I said, why do you, you know, because as a financial advisor or a mortgage advisor, liabilities can run on for years and years and years. Something you sold somebody you know, 10 years ago, they can come back to you and say, well, this, this policy is the wrong policy. This pension plan is the wrong. This investment didn't work. They can come after you for years. And, and in fact, liability insurance, they have run on insurance. Even if you close your business down, they can still, there are still liabilities. So, so just have a limited company. You can close the company down when you're finished. You can do all sorts of things to limit your liabilities. And number five is to take out liability insurance. Always have those 
uh, professional indemnity insurance, professional liability insurance, uh, employer's liability insurance, uh, every kind of insurance, just have it. They're not expensive, but you must have it in case you're sued for, for something that goes wrong. So that's the five tips. One, avoid signing long li- li- leases, especially in your own name. Two, avoid signing personal guarantees. Three, limit your uh, personal liabilities and debts. Four, incorporate your business, never run as a sole trader or a partnership. And five, always take out personal uh, liability insurance that covers you if, if something goes wrong with your business, like you, you make a, uh, you screw up in some way, then you're covered by the insurance. Now, remember that individuals suffer most from debts and can lose everything, including their home. The likes of uh, Jacqueline Gold, Richard Branson, uh, Donald Trump, they, they're not going to lose their home or all their assets if one of their companies fails because they're they, you know, because they're not a sole trader. Even if their whole business goes down, they're, they're separate from that. The, the limited company or the incorporation company, or you might call it a corporation in other countries, that's a separate entity from you as an individual, unless you've signed a personal guarantee. So just avoid that. So so there you go. There's your five tips. Now, the above information should be treated, not be treated as personal financial advice, because I don't know your personal situation. You need to take advice from your own advisors, from your accountants, your lawyers who know your personal circumstances. You can find more articles at uh, moneytipsdaily.com. And, and thanks for listening and for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 